let's talk about the Adams family, and uh, that's actually because of streaming as well, because uh, the Wednesday Adams series is coming out. That's why we're doing this. Oh, yeah, oh. I had no idea. Oh well, I'll wow. give you. You're being paid to promote them. No, I'm not. <laughs> I literally just went. Oh, there's a tie-in. Cool. <laughs> that's what this week's episode is. Uh, that's this is our tentpole moment yes. for our CEO. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll begin in three, yep. two, one. Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we're going back to 1991. Why? To watch The Addams Family. Uh, Why are we doing that? Well, one, we've done the sequel, so we figured we should probably do the original as well at some point. Uh, But also, this week, nay, the day this episode comes out, is the release of the Wednesday Addams series on uh, popular streaming service Netflix. So we thought, oh, what a fun excuse to revisit uh, this classic comedy caper from the early 90s. Joining me as always, we have someone who has seen the film before and someone who has not. Our guest who has not seen the film, uh, it is Anna... Oh, this uh, this this note's old. It says Anna Sheehy, but you're you're you go by Anna Cox now. Throw away the old note. Yeah, Burn it. It, it's gone. Not legally. Haven't changed any of my legal identifiers, oh, okay. but you know. But in in, in your heart of hearts. In, yeah, scratched out. Well, your, your your social media name is is now Anna it's Cox. It's true. That's probably the most official yeah, thing. That, that's that, that's the legal bit. Yeah, the bank doesn't know, but Facebook does. But yeah, and that, are you that, trying to dox my wife? <laughs> You notice how I said social media? I didn't say which one. Oh, and then I said. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm, although Anna Dox does work as a name as well, I suppose. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, congratulations, Anna Cox. Thank you very much. Um, of course, uh, you and uh, your lovely husband, who we'll get to shortly. Uh, you have been married for a couple of years, mm. uh, but you had the official ceremony recently. Uh, and it was lovely. Thank you for the invite. Oh, it was lovely to have you there. It was great to have uh, other people aside from our very limited family from last mm. time so joy yes yes that covid delay was very real but uh it was a it was, it was a, a lovely occasion maybe all, all the more special for it um the adams family mm. um what, what do you know about this film about this film mm. um nothing i've never watched i think i've seen mostly there's quite a lot of memes and gifs online of um wednesday I used to watch the original TV show on VCR. Used to get it out of the library with my brother. We would watch it all the time. Oh, yeah? Loved that show. Um, do the little together, <laughs> you know, be annoying little kids. So, yeah, very familiar with those characters and those storylines, but never seen the film. Mm. And I, I suppose, uh, given that, that you have seen the original show, what what would you expect from an adaptation of it now obviously this is an adaptation from 30 years ago Mm. and we've now got this tv series which is focusing on a specific character uh and in a very different format but what what would you hope for from an adaptation of that 60s version of the tv show and the cartoons that came before it um i think what i think what drew drew most people to it as a show and i think the most special thing about the adams family and what i would think a movie would want to focus on is that they are all so weird, but they love each other so much. I feel mm. like that's a really big part of it, mm. is that they are bizarre and they love death and they have all these creepy things, but then they're also just this very tight family. And so it's sort of the world outside that's the weird ones a lot of the time and the mm. cruel and unusual ones are the normal people, quote unquote. Mm. So um, yeah, I just love to see those those caring relationships. Obviously like the kids, there's a bit of teenage angst and tween angst there sometimes, but especially from, you know, um, mum and dad love each other so much and care for the children so much and mm. uh, yeah that's what I'm excited to see excellent. relationships excellent well uh, speaking of uh, good relationships the other half of your marriage is also joining us on this program it's David Cox hello David why are you not David Sheehy isn't it fair that if she takes your oh, name no, you take hers no no okay uh, as, as... he owns me now everybody he's made <laughs> yeah, that very no. clear um, despite the fact that, uh, as, uh, I feel like the idea that you need to take the husband's name is an outdated thing, right? Um, I can't become David Sheehy because Anna's brother is David Sheehy uh, and it's already confusing enough that when, would be. uh, mm. I'm, when we're both 
in the same country. Currently, he's in Canada. <laughs> but when he came to visit, someone would be like, David? I'd be like, yes. Uh, no, wait, no, not me. That's fair. Um, so if, if there were two David Sheehys, yeah, that, that would be very confusing. Yeah. I wouldn't like it if I was married to a David Sheehy. Yeah. Okay. That's something yeah. that's, that's about fair. me. Yeah. That, uh, yeah, we don't want to send any messages to the wrong David by accident. Um. Yes. No. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, um, no. That, okay. That's fair. And we looked at look. We looked at hyphenating people, but you put it together. Sheehy Cox. Cox Sheehy. Yeah. It doesn't really, work. It's yeah. not good. No. It's not good either way around. No. Uh, I mean, when the uh, the good uh, doctor wife, uh, Doctor Alan Sears, and I uh, <laughs> were getting married, we both have single syllable surnames, and I, neither, we, we didn't like them how they sounded. Platzes or Sears Platt doesn't work. Sears. Mm. Um, yeah, combination. Sat. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very unsatisfying. And it could have been socks. Yeah. And she, uh, Ellen decided not to take my last name because she'd already gotten her doctoral qualification and that Absolutely. would mean changing. She didn't earn that qualification as a plat. <laughs> she earned it as a Sears and I fully support that. Mm. And I can't be Stephen Sears because I'm going to get bit by some radioactive animal and suddenly get superpowers. <laughs> yeah, you'll be, that's that's how it works. All yeah, people like, with, uh, you know, Yeah, Stephen Sears is like, doomed. you know, How Wombat Man or something. He's, yeah. He was bitten by a radioactive Wombat and now he throws square poo at people. And I just, <laughs> I can't put, have that in my life. Uh, David... The Adams Family. Yes. Um, this film is uh, more than 30 years old. When, when did you last see it? When I was a child. Oh, yeah. Uh, back in the good old days of Video Easy. Yeah. Uh, remember Video Easy? We would go uh, every every school holidays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we would go to, the, to Video Easy um, and get a weekly rental. Mm-hmm. Uh, my parents were not going to spend so much money to get one of the, you know, New releases or, or yeah. three day, three day. Oof. yeah, or no, Cha-ching. not too boozy t- for the three day. Yeah, but the good old classic Adams Family, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this is this is also like you know you didn't have a phone with the internet on you. I didn't have a phone at all, so you couldn't like look up like oh what's a good movie. So sometimes mm. you know you would just go in and be like uh, all movies have escaped my mind. I don't know what a single movie is ever mm. um, that I can think of that I haven't seen. So it's like oh well. I could take out Back to the Future again, mm-hmm. um, the movie I think that I've probably seen the most <laughs> in my entire life, um, other than Mile One Otis, uh, because as a four-year-old, I would watch it continuously till it, the VCR broke. Mm. Um, but The Adams Family is also one of those like reliable ones where it'd be like, neat, don't know what to get. Well, The Adams Family is good. Yeah. So I, I have seen... Um, I uh, realizing looking at the blurb, the the short little um, synopsis of mm-hmm. this, um, I realize I have seen the Adams Family values a lot. <laughs> yes, and I I this had one. the same thing, <laughs> the same thing where whenever I think, and I found this when we did Adams Family values a couple of years ago on the podcast, and when I watched it, I went, oh, everything I remember is from this film. Yeah, <laughs> it's not from the other film. So is Adams Family values the one with the lady who tries to get with Uncle Fester? Yes. See, I've you've never watched it, but I know about her. Yeah, of her big, wonderful yes. performance. Yeah. You, you've also you might have seen gifts or scenes of Wednesday Adams. Um, they're, they're in a camp, mm. oh. and uh, you know she's like there's like a little camp play about Thanksgiving mm. and representing the Native Americans. She like gets the other camp kids to set fire to things <laughs> <laughs> and like. Uh, Take on the settlers, yeah, Jack um, the Pilgrims, and, yeah. and all of that, yeah. And that that's also Adam's family values, though. Which is, yes, <laughs> which is, um, I, I'm really curious then to to sort of see what is actually in this film because the, the thing is, is they're both similarly rated online. They both have pretty positive mm. ratings online, but I'm curious, I guess, to know why this one doesn't stand out as as well in the memory, and maybe it's just that the location of the camp is much more evocative in the mind because of having Wednesday and, and Pudsley um, in, in the wrong place, perhaps. Yeah, I, I, I mean, that's also, you know, the glam and the beauty of, of what's-her-name trying to kill Uncle Fester for his money. Mm. That's, that's a great story. Yeah. with the with, uh, Where she electrocutes him in the bathtub and then the lights go out and then a glow emerges as he's got like a light bulb in his mouth. He's like, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's fantastic comedy. It's yeah. a, it's very suggestive, um, which went a little bit over my head as a child, um, but still very memorable. Mm. Um, 
and now I like I am sure I'm sure I've seen this one mm. because there's no way that I would have repeatedly gone to Video Easy and gone not this one yeah um, like as a child I definitely would have been like oh I've definitely seen Family Values enough times I'll watch this one and yet you're panicking I, I <laughs> what if I accidentally have never actually seen this film this can't well. We'll, we'll it can't find out. be yeah. right. I have I have seen this. Film. We'll find out. We'll find out. I think that will be the fun journey uh, for us <laughs> over the next hour and a half, and for our listeners over the next minute. Uh, as of course we <laughs> jump from preview to review section. Uh, so, uh, shall we watch the Adams Family? Yes. Yeah. Has this has this ever happened where the guest who has seen it turns out hasn't? Uh, we've had instances where the guest was reasonably confident, but not a hundred percent. But it, I don't think it has happened, at least I don't remember it happening, where they've gone, oh, no, nope, hadn't seen it, it turns out. Uh, and if that does happen, uh, th- there'll be a fine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. You'll be banned okay. from the podcast. Not banned. It's, it's a monetary fine. Like, oh. Yeah. oh, no, that's so much oh, worse. No. I have a mortgage now, so that, that's how this works. <laughs> yeah, but so do I. So, uh, well, you know, reverso. <laughs> you, you, you better have seen it then. Okay, okay well, fines aside, uh, it's time for us to uh, pop in those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to click those fingers as we watch The Addams Family. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching The Addams Family from 1991. I'm joined once again by David Cox. That's me. And Anna Cox. Hi, hi. How are you? you? Great. I had such... I had the best time. So you enjoyed this one? I'm on top of the moon. That was so much fun. Really? so nice. I liked it very much. Yeah. On top of the moon's a funny turn of phrase. Normally people say on top of the world. Yeah, that would be normal, but yeah, I'm just free of my but you know what? Adams Family. <laughs> yeah, I think we should embrace that difference, because that film really, the Adams Family do I'm looking do that. down on the world. Yeah, exactly. From the moon. Yeah, because that's how on top of the yeah, world you are. above. You're on the moon, top. baby. So you enjoyed it? Uh, yeah, I really, really did. Hmm. Uh, what what in particular um, brought joy for you? It's just so nice. I know nice is such a boring descriptive word, but genuinely, it's... A bloke who's been displaced from his family, who's been treated poorly by a woman for 25 years, abused in this weird abusive relationship, who rediscovers himself, what he likes, what he loves, reconnects with his niece and nephew, um, with his entire family, with his brother, like, pushes away an abusive relationship and gets welcomed back and celebrated mm. for being a freak. And it's just so nice. He just gets happier and happier as the movie goes when he's with them. Mm. And I love that. It was just, like, very... I think exactly what I wanted at the beginning, like, showing their loving relationships with one another. That's mm. the highlight of the movie. Yeah. The way that they're weird and quirky and they, you know, love murder and gore and all this other stuff is, like, part of who they are. Mm. But they're also just really loving people. Yeah, and I, I suppose, David, one of the things about this film uh, and, and about the Adams Family in general is it, it feels as though they're the characters are sort of stand-ins for... Um, for subcultures, essentially, for people that engage in what is not the cultural norm. And when we think about particularly 1991 America, where this was made, you know, you've just pushed through the the sort of Reagan era. I mean, George Bush is the president, as we mm-hmm. learned from the from the <laughs> Wall of Heroes. Um, that that loving feeling that this film sort of engenders is, I I think it's very unsurprising that the Adams remain quite beloved, particularly by a lot of uh, younger people today who are sort of discovering them through either going back to the films or from more recent media depictions. Yes, that would be a good statement to make. Yes, it would. (laughs) Now, you're looking at me with a slight trepidation because um, (laughs) there was a question hanging over the start of this episode, which was, you claim, did you not, Mr. Cox, (laughs) that you had seen this film before? Drum roll, everyone. I have no clue. I <laughs> I cannot tell you if I have or have not seen this film. David, you had one job in this in this <laughs> podcast. It's there a very are, uh, there are there are moments where I'm like, mm. oh, that's kind of like like the electric chair and the play where like blood is spurting everywhere, mm. um, and I I feel like. 
maybe maybe a bit of the third act i don't know but this plot was no point did like a light bulb go off in your mouth um in my mouth or (laughs) above my head the light bulb was nowhere at no point was like oh yeah 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 no of course at the whole time i was like have i seen this film (laughs) i'm I'm not gonna give you too much crap for it because watching this for me as someone who was pretty confident that i'd seen it as well i don't know if i have (laughs) (laughs) and i think it's because adam's family values is is a sort of much more memorable film because of what they do with it. I mean, p- partly because you've got Joan Cusack as um, the uh, Debbie who comes in and like is is trying to win Fester over. Um, but I think it's also because this film and that second film are so tonally similar. Like there there, there isn't like a big drastic change between Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values, and so I was sitting there going like, I'm pretty sure i've seen this film before <laughs> yeah it's like but have i yeah or is this just like the vibe of the adams family yeah i mean like, i'm glad I'm familiar with we have this recorded so that i can check in the future and go have i seen the first Adams Family? <laughs> and i think it's quite interesting because i had a really good time watching this film but at the same time i, I think it is a good film mm. but i think it's a good film because of the source material or what they've done with the source material it it, it is that the plot is basically not important no it's so soft and yeah. like uh yeah again it's very nice and sweet and if i was thinking at the end if you move this plot to like yeah a bunch of random normal people you go this is a very boring family relationship movie mm. like it's not i'm glad they're all mm. back together but but because it's the Adams family, mm. it's very engaging, and I think it's because those character dynamics, which I, I really feel like this film nails from the off, like because there's so little difference. Because you now have Adams Family Values to look forward to, Anna. Yeah, I'm excited. Which that is arguably the, the more memorable film. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, it is. Yeah. It's it's how how like it's like all a Mande- the gifts it's and, like, like a Mandela effect. It's just like. I'm sure I've seen it. Maybe not. Maybe probably. Yeah, or maybe as soon as the, the credits have rolled and you fall asleep, the film is a curse that wipes it from your mind or something. It's, I suppose it's just it's just fascinating to like look back on like this film has existed. Uh, it, it was released one year before I was born. This has existed my entire life, mm. uh, both in like the the VHS realm and and like you know like Tumblr gifts and all sort of little media references and whatnot. Mm. Uh, you know pop culture osmosis Mm. adam's family has persisted um as a icon for like decades and looking back i'm like wow all the quotes and gifs and references that i can recall seeing on the internet are from the second one yep which really because Video Easy had to have this film, surely. Yeah. I you, feel like we I must have, have seen it. I must, like, statistically, we just how can't... did I as a child? <laughs> but we can't prove it. As a child, like, you know, every single time being like, oh, I don't know what to watch. Adam's family values. Yeah, like, like yeah. The, co- the infinite coin toss of always landing on heads instead of tails. Yeah. And somehow not seeing this film. I feel as though. Maybe. There is Unless one, I was fine. There is one sequence in this film that makes me go, actually, no, I'm pretty sure I have seen this on reflection. And that is just the small conversation between Morticia and Wednesday's primary school teacher, where they yeah. talk about the great aunt who was a witch who ran naked through the town square. Morticia does the line of, we've told Wednesday, college first. That I do remember, uh, and I remembered it as it was coming up, which makes me feel like I must have seen this film at least once, because um, I'm not sure. I, I remembered it quite vividly. I didn't remember I it as a gift. that scene from online. Oh, really? Yeah. See, that's just it. Maybe I watched a YouTube clip. Who knows? <laughs> but I don't frequently look up the Adams Family. So no, that, and I, I wouldn't yeah. have seen that maybe as a clip, possibly as a gif or... Mm clipped onto something else i don't know but i did know that that yeah. was going to be a witch and she was like college first because it's cute yeah but i feel like that also feels very similar to i believe a line in adam's family values which is wednesday's in that very special time where she's just thinking about one thing and the teacher goes boys and she goes murder or, mm. or something like that yeah it feels very similar to that as well so i was like oh is she gonna say that line mm. or the other one so yeah um Aside from the fact that we can't remember if we've seen this film before. Um, oh the podcast is unravelling. Yeah. 
Well, look, it, it, it's appropriate that it's the Adams family that did it. You know, they, they, they are slightly reality bending. But I, I think the thing that's really lovely is normally when a film has a bit of a flimsy plot. And let, let's face it, this, this plot's a little flimsy. Oh, yeah. um, but it does not matter. It really doesn't matter because it's so enjoyable watching these character archetypes that are all really nicely balanced against each other. Mm. Um, and, I, and obviously we have, we tend to discuss uh, when it comes to like, you know, couples goals that Gomez and Morticia are one of the, the best <laughs> couples in media, basically, because they genuinely love each other and love each other for who each other are mm. um, and have shared interests in you know torture and maiming and things like that and they're just so horny they're, and they're, they're so horny i think <laughs> to they're the point of distraction for I other think, people i think they're hornier in this film than the second one i, I <laughs> admittedly down a little bit. yeah admittedly in the second one there the, the baby is there so oh, okay yeah, the, 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 yeah they're a little bit tired yeah and they've done the horniness <laughs> yeah like the second one i do remember like like recalling very vividly in my mind like like the cute little girl being like you know and then like there was a kiss and the stork or whatever like that yeah. silly and then thing. yeah the, the line was there and then the mr stork brings the baby down <laughs> in the cart and that's how mummy and daddy get the baby <laughs> And then Wednesday, Adams is like, uh, our parents had sex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah, um, and that was shocking to me when I was an eight-year-old. Like, oh, they can say that. <laughs> yeah. But, and, and also, uh, a little little round of applause for Christina Ricci. I mean, we, we know, obviously, what a oh fabulous actor she is from the 30-plus years of stuff we've had with her now. But she's really good in this. How old was she? In yeah. Uh, I think she was 10, oh maybe. God. And she wasn't. She was so little. Yeah, she she's great, and she just has just such an attitude. <laughs> such a yeah, such a presence. I think it'll be very easy to see through Wednesday as like a regular girl pretending to be petulant and scary, mm. but she does just come off as like yeah, sullen and scary and a bit better than you, and mm. sort of has got you all figured out, um, as well as having these really sweet moments. Yeah. With her uncle, you know? Yeah, and I just double-checked. She was 10 when they were filming this. Wow. So, yeah, and she's, yeah, she's really lovely. I, I don't think Pugsley gets enough love, because uh, Pugsley <laughs> is a little bit of a nothing character in terms of he never really pushes yeah. the plot, but that's fine. Like, he's... He fits the archetype he, perfectly. Yeah. Like, that uh, kid. Honestly, he's just kind of like a normal boy child in a lot of respects <laughs> whose family is not stopping him from yeah. doing what he wants to do yeah he's just like okay i'll do this you know i'll play oh cool you know yeah he's he's great um yeah they just really i i really appreciated how they just sort of nailed all the ancillary characters as well mm. like lurch is really fun despite he's the fact so good. yeah he doesn't say anything he doesn't Gosh. necessarily contribute or move the plot on <laughs> but he's entertaining even just as a sort of an environmental fixture. Yeah. He's, um, he doesn't pull focus, I guess, but he just fills out the space perfectly. Yeah. And just looks so good. Mm. Uh, who did his prosthetics. Although, Stephen did show me a photo of the actor in question, uh, currently, mm. and he's really got those, those um, bones. The bone structure. The bone structure is yeah. already there. They had to do just a little bit of enhancement, but he, he came out perfect yeah. for this role as a person so yeah it's it's just it's just really nicely balanced the the whole cast uh, obviously the late great Raul Julia as Gomez is um just superb um maybe maybe a little bit handsome for how Gomez was traditionally depicted but it it kind of doesn't matter because his scary intensity is there yeah the eyes are there the the attitude (laughs) yeah he's lovely um obviously Angelica Houston as Morticia is just understood that from day dot <laughs> um unbelievable mm. sublime yeah just wonderful <laughs> to, ref- to reference the word used in adam's family values not this film <laughs> <laughs> uh, but i think I, I think to be honest the the star of both of these films is christopher lloyd as uncle fester um he's fester's such an interesting character and Christopher Lloyd isn't. If, if I'm thinking back to like, who would you get to play the part? Mm. I don't know that if I was around in the casting agency in the early '90s, I would have necessarily plumped for Christopher Lloyd. But he just 
does such a wonderful job of like building this strange unloved squat little creature that sort of hobbles around and jumps and just yeah he's he's we we all know christopher lloyd's a great actor but Mm. like it, it like he really doesn't feel like he's big changes from his other characters this doesn't feel like doc brown you know it's he's he's doing his job i guess i think having seen so many visuals of this film before but not yet experienced the actual thing mm. i think i always saw him and thought oh that makeup combo mm. that that uh, how pale the under eyes the costume the mm. fact that the costume never changes he's always sort of in this gray velvet moo thing mm. um it always looked like, oh, it's a bit much. And I wonder if his performance carries through. It just, it felt like, oh, I feel like if I watched that, mm. that character probably would never be able to be my favourite just because they feel so sort of trapped in that mm. look because it's so severe. It doesn't matter. Like the first mm. few moments of the movie, I mean, when he has hair, admittedly, <laughs> I think that's even weirder. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as soon as he transforms, I don't know, it just faded away, yeah, to this uh, performance of character that is in insane is way out there and yet i i could see subtlety in it and i could really enjoy it and i could see his journey despite mm. the fact that he's wearing you know almost mime makeup um and has pretty exaggerated expression and um yeah i was just really quite blown away by his performance honestly mm. yeah yeah but, he's 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 almost cartoonish he's a little like you know sinking into his shoulders his little weird little mouth mm. is fun uh, i mean to be like, yeah this yeah. is like a cartoon come to life i mean he had I love this just come off who framed roger rabbit where he was literally a cartoon <laughs> come to life so maybe that makes it's sense. all connected yeah it? <laughs> it's all it's all the connections are there um and then yeah the the the, the plot is the adams uh, are a family that live in the middle of america where everyone else is just like the the afterwash of, of reagan's america regular eh? okay yeah and then um uh uncle fester has been missing for 25 years presumed dead and then he turns up but no it's a con artist who happens to look like him uh and they're trying to con the adams out of their fortune do they succeed of course not it's a fun family film uh but there's a brief bit with an, an eviction there's a play with a lot of blood and then in the end a book with a hurricane and it saves the day like like there's nothing plot wise that makes you go oh yeah the book with the hurricane, you know, Chekhov's hurricane book. Yeah, of course that was what they were going to do. It, it's all silly and fantastical and it's so much the better for it, I think. Mm. It's it's really quite delightful. Um, also, I think we have to give a shout out to, um, to the very convincing accented <laughs> villain. Um, uh, what, what was her name? Dr. Prue... Greta, yeah, her, her fake name, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Greta Pratt. There was the there was one the did start with a P. Yeah, it was the double <laughs> barrel surname. Uh, Doctor, yeah. where's my cast list? No, it's, that's Adam Family Values phone. Don't show me that. <laughs> no. Oh no, <laughs> I've not seen that movie. I don't want to hear any more about it. Even... It sounds terrible. This was a good movie. That other one sounds shit. No. I, I just love that my phone defaulted to Adam's Family Values. <laughs> they were like, you must be in the superior like, film. This is the only Adam's Family film that exists. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. There's this no... has always been the Adam's Family yeah, Values. Yeah, there's no first film. This is a real bursting bear situation. There will always be. We have always been at war with Adam's Family <laughs> Values. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, well, well uh, Elizabeth Wilson, who played Abigail Craven, that was her uh, her official real name. Mm. Uh, but what, I, I loved her as like, when she's playing this this German psycho she's character. So good. She's so good because the accent is so bad. It's shit. It's wonderful. <laughs> Actually, we obviously were watching everything with subtitles as is required in this household. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the fact that the subtitles came up with fake German accent is <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolutely accurate. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's just really really lovely. Um, it's 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 a vibe, you know. That that's kind of what the film is. It's just it's an hour and a half. Really of... weird. They did some mm. spooky, weird, creepy things. Was there I any spooky, creepy, weird, or fun thing that they did that really got you? You already know. Yeah, I do. But yeah, yeah. for those at home, <laughs> um, Margaret and it getting together blew yeah. me away. <laughs> stunning, unbelievable. I'm so glad she's no longer with her her shitty husband. Well, he uh, died. So he did well. <laughs> He was buried alive. Um, 
but no, I, I, that was inconceivable to me. I didn't see that coming. I think of all of the plot, the plot is pretty transparent from the beginning. Mm. It's There's a lot of similar stories to this where you don't know exactly how the person who's tricked the other people but then secretly fallen in love with this family mm. is going to reconcile it. But from the get-go, you know it's actually Fester. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's plain. You're just waiting for him to find out and it'll all be fine. I think that was the most surprising and shocking thing in this entire film. Yeah, yeah. You no made, concept of that. You, you made quite the noise when <laughs> she started, like, talking about the loveless relationship <laughs> she was in. And cousin, cousin it's just... <laughs> giant hairy beaker. And she's yeah. just swooning on the balcony. Yeah, I mean... Saying, we can't, we shouldn't. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, yeah, Dana Ivy in that role. She's just fantastic. And you'll be pleased to know she is in the second film. Am I missing just, something canonical? Just this... you wait. Just you wait. <laughs> just you wait. She's she's Adam's Family Values. Yeah. Such a great film. Yeah. Why, why would why didn't we watch that? Because <laughs> we'd already done it like a couple <laughs> of years ago. That's the problem. It's, uh... I knew I'd watch that one though. <laughs> you don't only ask me. <laughs> um, yeah, David, was there was there a particular scene that stood out for you now that you've watched this film for definitely the first time? I mean, it's it's been a while. Uh, since I watched any Adams Family film, like I like I don't believe I've watched it as an adult. I don't even know if I've watched them since I was like a teenager. Mm. Um, but like you know, from like either vague memory or like pop culture osmosis, that like Gomez is horny. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a child, you're like, ah, oh, he's just he's just likes to kiss his wife lots. Mm. Um, my God. Uh, they're horny. Yes, they are. That that uh, and I love. Like it's just the recurring thing of like the moment they start. Uh, she starts speaking French. She's like, yes, like mm. ravenous. Um, and <laughs> like it just repeats itself to the point where like it's just it's like this sort of like social norm that they're just like just so una- una- unashamedly, unabashedly, just so horny for each other. Mm. Um, and the moment when. Um, uh, the the fake German lady who's now instantly forgotten um, like interrupts like stuff that yes. just carry on and like the music just cuts out and like they just pa- they like pause to just like look at her like what what don't don't kink shame us <laughs> like 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 as if like her interrupting that is the social faux pas like the mm. like that's the really uncomfortable weird thing to, like mm. what. Like just to just to the point where like the film has normalized the atoms, uh, to a point where where someone criticizes them for being themselves, you're like, now you're the one being weird, mm. um, and it was great. Yeah, Chef's yeah. kiss, <laughs> that little bit of comedy. I loved how much blood there was in the place. Oh my god! I forgot about that sequence, <laughs> and yeah, I I would have stood up and applauded as well. Like that was. It was just the fact that it never slowed. Like, the flow was consistently going. Normally, the joke would be to let it, like, splurt out and get some dribbles. But no, they're doing their bows and it's still... It's just fantastic. The constant shots to the audience as well. Yeah, and, like, the front row all just, like, red, dripping red with this fake blood. And everyone behind them staring. And then Gomez and Morticia are like, bravo! I was watching that, I was like... Where's where's the pipe? Where's the pump? Like <laughs> they can't physically be holding that much fluid on their person. Like mm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's well, they did a good job. They did they did a, they did a tremendous job. It was just just really fun. It's just a fun film, and it's like it's 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 a little bit hard to review in a sense. I know, as I keep saying, like nice and fun, mm. and I liked it, and <laughs> I would I think I would put it on in the background. Mm. I would enjoy myself. I think. We, talk, we talked early on. There's some interesting... If there's a scene that I thought, oh, that's weird, mm. and thought, well, they could have taken that out, and I wouldn't have minded. When they go down the slide, there's a little song the first time. Oh, yeah. Gomez takes Festa down the slide to yeah. the vault. There's just a song I've never heard before. Never yeah. comes up in the whole movie again. Mm. I don't know if it's pre-recorded, not to do with this movie. It was made for this movie. It's just a little slide song mm. they have. Makes you think you're in a carnival. It's not very spooky either. It was just like a just go down the slide. I mean, I mean, Gordon as he was then wasn't having a great time. No, he did hate it. Yeah, but I think he was being overdramatic in that. <laughs> yeah, it's well, just, it's just a slide. It's just a slide. It's going to get a lot weirder coming yeah. up. So r- relax. Yeah, 
how does he get back up? I don't how know. are you meant to? I they mean, like, normally he thing. gets, like, sent through a, a, a pipe and, like, <laughs> thrown into the garden. Yeah. But, like, how are you meant to get back up? It's actually just uh, an, there's another entire house in there, so <laughs> it's it's, just, it's it's just like a series of like realities where the house loops. Yeah, it's houses all the way down. Yeah, houses uh, all the way down. It's it's like Inception. It was um, easier than building a staircase. They just yeah. made houses all the way down. Um, only instead of incepting uh, the memory of this film into my mind, <laughs> it's incepting yes. another house. Yes, endlessly. you rejected it. It just goes Adam's Family Values instead. Like, <laughs> yes, what what a great film. Yeah, how soon do you reckon you'll watch Adam's Family Values, Anna? Very soon. Very soon. Well, no. See, mm. I'm beginning to feel hardened towards it in my heart because of the way you two are talking about it. Oh, okay. Are we are we, we over hyping it? Like you're no, like no. It's just, I, I feel can't. like you're almost being cruel to Adam's Family, the movie that I love and I've only ever seen. <laughs> you keep talking about this other movie. I've never seen it. I think you'll um, understand once you've seen Adam's see, Family. See, exactly. Values. That's the sort of thing that's turning me right yeah, off it. You'll understand. Ugh. You'll get it. No, I <laughs> refuse to understand. A strange original purist. Mm, mm. uh, yeah. uh, no, about all this. The you're sequels of, are never as good. Yeah, you're one of those people going, nah, this Empire Strikes Back is no good. <laughs> A new hope all the way. I'm sure, I think I think probably if I watch it soon enough, I'll combine them into some sort of beautiful extra long movie in my mind. As we all do. As yes. apparently yes. everyone yeah. has done. And then I'll just have to... um. I guess marathon them every time I, I feel like hmm. it. Has this piqued your potential interest for the new uh, series that is streaming uh, following Wednesday Adams as she is sent to a boarding school? I think so for sure. And honestly also made me want to go back and rewatch some of the original. Hmm. Just to have a little comparison on characterization and um, especially for Fester because he was not, I might, I could be wrong, he's not always a constant character in the original family series. Hmm. He's a visitor to the house. Yeah, he's not. He's not always around. So, I don't have a stronger memory of him as a character as I do the rest of the characters. Mm. Um, even cousin It, who's just you know hanging out in the wick, <laughs> just picking up ladies um, at parties. But no, I think I think it. They are. I, I'm curious whether the TV show is set in the most modern era or if they're, if it's a retroactive. My understanding with the Wednesday because it's just called Wednesday. Mm. My, my understanding is that it is set in the contemporary world but because it is the adams family it doesn't really matter yeah um the, the premise as i understand it from promotional material is wednesday adams has been kicked out of quite a few different schools because she's wednesday adams and doesn't fit in uh and so she gets sent to basically not hogwarts but like a school for magic weird children oh, okay so, like, I believe there's, like, werewolf children there and things like that. Yeah. So, a place where she wouldn't be considered as unusual as, say, like, a normal American high school. I think there is a sort of special magic to the way the outside world relates to the Adams family. Um, in that, you know, in a real-world scenario, the fact that Gomez is putting golf balls through his neighbor's windows and that Margaret and... Um, is it Tully? Tully. Tully, yeah. you know, know all of these things about them and have seen these supernatural things and continue to go there and don't report it or don't scream. or And people in the community seem to know. In the TV show, again, people know mm. the Adams aren't really hiding a lot of things. They're very open. They go to events. They take things. They, mm. they talk openly about their witch ancestors. Yeah. And the rest of the world is not reporting them to Child Protective Services mm. or legally trying to get things shut down or trying to sue them seemingly yeah. most of the time until Tully gets involved and gets kicked out. So I think the only thing that worries me about a modern interpretation is the itching feeling to try and do that. Well, what if it was in the real world? Because I don't really want to see them in a true, gritty, real-world scenario where they have to actually battle with truly annoying neighbours or people who hate them or people who report them yeah. for, you know, child... Um, endangerment. Endangerment or animal cruelty, like... They sort of live in this bubble where yeah. I just want people to sort of go, they're weird yeah. anyway. I want to see Granny chase a cat in the background, <laughs> even though it <laughs> implies to she's going to beat I a know. cat to death. It's still funny because of the way it's done. Um, Whereas if that was real life, if a real oh. old lady had a baseball bat running around a motel car park trying to kill a cat to eat it, I would not be laughing It would go as viral much. for terrible reasons. It would, and yeah. And that would be <laughs> um, a lot of, yeah, uh, services involved trying to get that stopped, as mm. they should. 
So that's the only thing that I guess that would make me nervous about a truly modern retelling is kind of the inclusion of smartphones in everything. Yeah. And there are lots of TV shows that manage to sort of bat away from that and have reasons not to, or just ignore it and go, hey, we're going to pretend that people don't carry around recording devices with them 24 mm. seven in the modern world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd sort of hate to see that sort of thing you see in some modern shows where it's like, oh my God, this is so crazy. I'm going to record this and then it's going to go viral and that's going to have an effect on these weird people's lives because mm. they're magical and I've exposed them in some way. Yeah. Um, but it's exciting to, you know, like that she's going to a magical school. So in mm. some way she's protected. Yeah. That community and yeah. It should be fun. Uh, with all that being said, mm. would you like some trivia about Adam's family in 1991? No. Okay. Why? Just because you'll forget it? Is that? <laughs> it's just not going to stay in the. No, I want trivia about, about Adam's family values. <laughs> well, you can go back and listen to the episode we did on that a couple of years ago, and just cut and paste the trivia section. I okay. Know about this movie from yeah. 1991. <clears throat> so trivia about this specific movie. Uh, all this trivia is sourced from IMDb. So if it's not true, don't blame me. Uh, after the movie premiered, children would frequently recognise Raul Julia as Gomez Adams went out in public, probably because he was carrying a sword and smoking a cigar the whole time, I assume, <laughs> um, which brought him a lot of joy. Uh, Julia stated that Gomez Adams was by far his favourite role, and his family said uh, this recognition was especially meaningful to him in the final months of his life, uh, because he loved performing for children and making them happy whenever the opportunity presented itself. That's very sweet. Yeah, because he died in 94, I think. No way. Yeah, he had um, cancer. Oh, that's very sad. Yeah, I think he may actually have had cancer filming both of these films from memory. Um, But yeah, because the last film he did was... was, was, I think it was Street Fighter. Um, I think it was like a video game to film adaptation where something like that. And that was the last thing that he did. He's just eating the scenery (laughs) and having having a ball. Do you know if the the moustache was something he wore in his own life? Um... Because I, I feel like I that don't... would make him inst. I mean, he's very distinctive. Yeah. But I feel like if he carried that moustache, it would, it, no matter what he was wearing. When you look at him on Wikipedia, the picture you get is, is him as Dracula from 1977. <laughs> so he doesn't have a moustache there. So maybe he did. Uh, but um, yeah, no, he, he, yeah, 94, he passed away. Um, and yeah, it's a real shame. He seems like he was a, a mm. lovely person. And, and obviously he's fantastic in. As, as Gomez Adams. I can understand wanting to be recognised as that man. Yeah. Because the fun you could have, with yeah. the awful things you could tell people and children and just yeah. go crazy. and. Oh, yeah. I mean, also, like, Gomez Adams as a character just wants to be friends with everyone. Yes. And so it makes sense that people are attracted to that character. What a, what a gift if you were that actor, just to be able to, like, hello, yes, we're instantly friends. <laughs> Let's do this. And then, yeah, he can be all fun and daring and having sword fights with people and wearing waistcoats and looking fabulous. Yeah, I'm just I'm just glad that he got to enjoy some of that before mm. he passed on as well. Absolutely, it's, it's really nice. Uh, in order to gain Morticia's figure for this film, Angelica Houston wore a metal corset. She also had to get gauze eye lifts, neck tucks, and fake nails daily. She told Ent- Entertainment Weekly, "Quote: Come afternoon, I could be prone to a really good headache from my various bandages, and because I couldn't lie down in the corset or rest, it was fairly exhausting." End quote. Yeah. Sorry, what, you, you're going to have to explain to me some of those things. Yep. Gauze, what? Gauze uh, eye lift. So, I mean, Stephen, can you explain or would you? Would you... Oh, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. um, it's sort of, you see it a lot on the red carpet still in modern um, situations. So essentially, if you were to put your fingers on your temple right now and lift upward, you would be giving yourself sort of a temporary eye lift, as it were. So instead of having fingers there, what you might have as a celebrity is going on the red carpet or for a movie, if you wanted to look a bit younger, a bit fresher, you would have some thin pieces of like skin-coloured mesh, the same you might use to um, get a wig closer like, and very high-quality wigs. You'll have a mesh at the very edge to sort of hide everything and incorporate into the hairs that come out. So you'd have that very close, usually under your wig, if you could get it, or a little further out. And you'd have str- like elastic strings attached to that or something. Basically, some- you've got that glued to your skin and then those strings are pulled back and then it gives you a temporary eye lift and you can do the same thing for necks. Mm. You just pull, you're just pulling, you're gluing something to your skin and then tying back and pulling up mm. to tighten and smooth it out. So yeah, very uncomfortable. It would give you a tension headache. Most people do it for short events like red carpets. Mm. 
Um, Sometimes you have it for plays. Yep. Yeah, um, to change to make someone look younger and then older in a different scene. But normally they're not worn for an entire day, whereas no. that's what she would have been doing day after day. That's pretty miserable. Fair and enough. And the metal corset, I don't understand. Yeah, um, corsets. Well, uh, corsets are, are great at creating that kind of silhouette shape. Because the thing is, is Morticia doesn't have like a natural silhouette, and actually her silhouette is quite significant i think the way that um from the original cartoons um creating that look of what is admittedly like a a high and unrealistic feminine beauty standard Mm. but for playing a spooky witch mum lady as as she is um having some form of shapewear in there is makes sense i think the metal corset i think the reason it's metal is because metal holds firmer than than fabric a boning, yes. Mm. Steel boning, yes. Yeah. That's very common. But I, just the description of it as metal, as in if it's mm. solid all the way through. I would imagine very it, surprising. I would imagine it would be metal boned. I, I can't imagine yeah. that it would have been an entirely like solid That's just metal the, thing. Saying metal yeah. corset is like, I've never heard anyone describe that. Steel boned corset, yeah. yes. Very standard. Yeah. But, She's actually, uh, at, at any point in time, ready uh, for battle, yes. Um, <laughs> given if, her husband's yes, if you're married to Gomez, <laughs> that's probably a good a good point. <laughs> it cannot be driven through. Yes. Uh, originally, the Mamushka scene was going to be longer, with a full song describing brotherly love and both Gomez and Festa uh, naming other famous brothers. Uh, test screenings revealed that audiences felt this song brought the movie to a standstill. The film shows an edited version with only Gomez and Festa dancing and Gomez throwing knives at Festa. The full song can be found on the motion picture soundtrack, and the extended version of the scene was released for the 2021 Blu-ray of The Addams Family. Uh, it's under Mormamushka, if you want to find that. I will be finding it on YouTube. Yes. Um, one of the carolers in the opening scene is Diane Burt. Who's Diane Burt? She's the daughter of Alfred Burt. No, not Alfred Burt. <laughs> what? Uh, Say it ain't so. Yes. My goodness. Just in case you don't know who Alfred Burt is. Oh, come uh, on. Alfred Burt wrote many famous Christmas carols. Jingle bells. <laughs> Batman smells. Burt's bells. Um, Burt's Alfredo bells in the snow. Um, I love Christmas time. <laughs> happy jesus birthday <laughs> that's, All how you, our that's, favorites. that's how you have to say it. i love christmas time what did he write <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank I'm you like tell us a single song <laughs> alfred burt is responsible for a lot of the popular christmas carols uh which were first performed in the 1940s and 50s and uh continued today uh he ha- he is responsible for uh christmas cometh caroling sorry no. there's a full list here so look some of these weren't great okay okay, okay. um Jesu Parvule. Uh, what are the signs? Ah, bleak and chill, the wintry wind. <laughs> ah! It's a H. I uh, love comma. So it's like, ah. Or maybe it's more of an ah. ah yeah. The, the wind and chill. Oh, okay. Uh, all on a Christmas morning. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Nigh Bethlehem. Uh, Christ in the stranger's guise. Sleep, baby mine. What? Uh, this is Christmas, also known as Bright Bright the Holly Berries. Uh, come, children, see him, which is kind of a big deal. Come, dear children. Oh, hearken ye. Children. <laughs> caroling, caroling. We dress the house and the star carol. Some of those, like, he was like, come, children. Uh, actually, I don't think I've summarized it well enough in three and a half minutes. Hearken, children, come ye. Um, Get over here, children. Basically, Alf- go on, get. Basically, Alfred Burt was an American jazz musician who wrote a lot of Christmas carols, and they let his daughter appear in this film as a Christmas carol. Well, that's a Christmas movie. They, yeah, yeah. They, they let her. They let her. <laughs> I'm imagining she's any film with a Christmas tune. She's like, let me in. You know who I am. My dad wrote, oh, cometh ye children. <laughs> oh, what bleak and wintry winds this Christmas morning. Everyone's mm. favourite. Christmas cometh caroling and so doth Diane! Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was just a fun, interesting bit of trivia. That's a very interesting yeah. bit of trivia. So, yeah. No one would know that. No one no would one, know no, that. Uh, it was written down. Look, you one day <laughs> are going to be the only one at a, at a, a pub trivia night who knows the answer to something tangential to this. Oh, it's going to be great. They'll, they'll be like, who wrote the following Christmas carols? And you're like, I know this one. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, elsewhere, 
Uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins turned down the role of Uncle Fester. This is, for context, uh, three years before Silence of the Lambs. So he's about that sort of look. That would have made it a lot different. Yeah. Like, I think we were just talking about how much we loved the performances already. Mm. That is intriguing. Yeah. Uh, His uncle. (laughs) Fester. (laughs) Mother. Do you think he would have got Silence of the Lambs if he did this? Mm. I don't know if he would have. Well, Christopher Lloyd didn't get it, so no. (laughs) I presume. Maybe, yeah, that's the flip world where Christopher Lloyd is... Hide him! <laughs> we're from Keandy! And fava beans! Marty! <laughs> That's, it all turns into Back oh, to the boy. Future eventually. Uh, that, I mean, if he'd been in both films, hmm. it would be, uh, like, I think it would just be kind of, just be funny. Yeah. Um, like, unintentionally, you know, just having the image of this cartoonish fester mm. just plaguing. He's like, no, this is a serious film. Mm. It's like, ha, 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 he's the silly man with the light bulb mouth. <laughs> like, Hopkins is, like, so good at subtlety. Yeah. Like, he is... I, I'm sure he would have been great. I know. But oh, boy. Yeah, maybe it would have been a bit a bit weird. He turned it down anyway, so clearly he wasn't interested or available so. well he's done all right hasn't he can't uh, complain yeah two oscars since then not, uh, not, well you can't complain can not, you, not, not you miss bad. out on something yeah you know oh, you're not yeah. always right i bet when oh. he's polishing him you know when he's thinking about his time in a the, the world's fastest indian or whatever that motorbike yeah. film was he's like could have been an adam's family though he's looking at his reflection in his two oscars and he's yeah. visualizing himself as fester and yeah he's like, a little bit but he's getting over it what could have been <laughs> he has that hollywood money but he doesn't have those adam's family doubloons yeah he could be he could be sitting there going man people would remember me from one of those films i could have been <laughs> i could oh, uh, uh, yeah people would come up to me like i loved you in adam's family values <laughs> yeah. he's like thanks <laughs> yeah uh well He'll just have to live with that. Uh, Tim Burton was originally set to direct this film because, of course, mm. because it was an early 90s film. It was a Spooky bit creepy. Yep. Uh, he had actually worked with the screenwriters for this film, Caroline Thompson and Larry Wilson, uh, separately. Thompson was a screenwriter for Edward Scissorhands and The Nightmare Before Christmas, whilst Wilson uh, wrote for Beetlejuice. So oh. it w- I think Burton could have done a good job. Glad he wasn't anywhere near it. I, I, I think... Yes. Yeah, let someone else have a go at the creepy, hmm. kooky family films. Uh, you know, I think Tim Tim's had plenty. I think this is more palatable and accessible, hmm. and I think Tim Burton would have made it at the time. Yes, perhaps. Having recently watched Beetlejuice for the first time. And also, I just don't want to see Johnny Depp as Gomez <laughs> Adams. Enough. <laughs> yeah, we would. I think this is in the pre Helena Bonham Carter and everything era. Ah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, where would they have put her? Would she have been Margaret? She, she, no, she'd been Morticia. That's where they would have she's put not, her. No, she's not tall enough. That's where they would have put her, though. That's what she he does. She's good as Margaret, though. That's what he does. The slowly, the slow unravelling. Oh, she'd be great at that, but that he, she, she would have been Morticia. No, no, no. Maybe Johnny Depp would have been faster, actually. Maybe we'd have, got, we'd have gotten Captain Jack ten years earlier. This is too upsetting to yeah. think about. Stop with these alternate timelines. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you 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 go down enough into the vault of the Adams family uh, household down the down the slide, and eventually you find an alternate version where it's Johnny Depp and Helen <laughs> Carter. You're like, no, it's Johnny Depp with his head shaved, wearing a bad wig at the start. <laughs> <laughs> the true horror, the true terrifying. Yeah. Uh, Who's faster in that scenario, though? Well, Depp probably. I, I, I realised that he probably wouldn't have put him as Gomez. He probably would have put him as Fester. Oh, that's, no, that's uh, cool, he, cool. I mean, he would have put him as Gomez. But yep. we can imagine like a time, like a time travelling one where current Johnny Depp has gone back, uh, and the <laughs> the Fester. old one is Fester, and the younger one is Gomez, yeah. and they've just sort of had to just smooth out his face. Oh, with, with the uh, with the gauze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the eyeballs, <laughs> little tight. You can never see his head from behind because he is bald, obviously. But they've had to mm. give him a little pull that out. Little work. That's fine. Uh, the main theme was written and performed by MC Hammer, as we heard at the end of the film. Uh, it won a Razzie Award for worst original oh. song. It, oh, it's pretty bad. Uh, Mr. Hammer, that's sad. Yeah, the the rap uh, at the end of Adam's Family Values. Is a bit better. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just not. <laughs> they kept with it. <laughs> yeah, they, like, no, but it's a di- one. different people. But yeah, they it's they the kept... 90s. We yeah. must. 
I think the the way the chorus goes is like whoop Adam's family whoop like that. Yeah, I I think they just it it was better than whatever MC Hammer did. I'm afraid. <laughs> yes, it was. It it did feel um very separate to everything else the movie was achieving. Yes, yes. Again, uh, the, all the time. Hmm. It's uh yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Hammer. The final bit of trivia, uh, after director Barry Sonnenfeld's agent told him he would, quote, lick a carpet if he couldn't find him a directing job within one year, end quote. <laughs> just a weird phrase that he used. Um, what does that mean? You know, exactly? you just throw the... You know, he's like, I'd lick a carpet. If I can't I'll do kick it. a car battery, you know? Like, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll shuffle around a few things in a mm. library in, in a... In a Dastardly fashion. I can't work in Hollywood. Yeah, I'll sandpaper the moon. It sounds like it sounds like I think I think his agent wanted to look a carpet. I think, I think he just was looking for an excuse. Yeah, I'll look a carpet. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm gonna eat some wallpaper. No one stopped me. You wanted to do it, didn't you? I'll just I'll just get onto that floor and I'll just lick that carpet. Yeah. I'll just I'll just dust it. This this isn't even the main point of trivia. It's just a nice Sorry. diver. No, 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 no. no this... It was just as I was reading it, I went, that's a weird thing to say. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after Agent Carpet Licker said uh, if he couldn't find him a job <laughs> for a year, uh, he found Sonnefeld, uh, disappointingly, a seemingly plum first-time assignment, helming a high-profile movie uh, in less than a year. Uh, as a joke, uh, Scott Rudin let it be known that uh, Sonnefeld... Sonnenfeld, um, Oh, I've said that wrong. I'll say that again. So Sondheim yeah. mixed with Seinfeld. Basically, Barry yeah. Sonnenfeld. Oh, it's right there. Yeah, it's right here as well. I just can't <laughs> it's say It's on it. the screen. As a joke, Scott Rudin let it be known to Sonnenfeld that he wasn't his first choice by putting a different director's name on the back of the director's chair every day on set. <laughs> Some of the names that were included there were Joe Dante, Terry Gilliam, David Lynch, and his original first choice, Tim Burton. <laughs> I like to frame that as funny and not onset bully. I, I think it, I think <laughs> it's probably. I, I think it's funny. If it's like, oh, it's Spielberg. Hey, what, what are you doing, <laughs> Hitchcock? <laughs> oh, it's you again. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if he really didn't like him, he wouldn't have given him the job. I think. That's... I guess, it, but he gone through all these other people. Yeah, that's <laughs> Apparently. true. Apparently, David Lynch. Huh? Yeah, David Lynch is Adam's family. Mm. <laughs> Less funny, more more spooky. Yes. Uh, <laughs> as long as it's not like David Lynch's Dune, then we'd be okay, I think. David Lynch's Adam's family just has a lot of intense and very creepy uh, close-ups of what's in that pot that yes. Grandma is cooking. <laughs> yes. Whispers, forced whispers of characters. <laughs> this is what I am thinking right now. Yeah, it just wouldn't wouldn't have been good. <laughs> like oh, do you think it reverse... would have a voice? Oh, would that be it whispering? Yeah. 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 Oh, like we'd have the... And then it'd be like... Yeah. And I love you, Margaret. Yeah, Thing, Thing would have away. a voice. Thing wouldn't just be signing. That's Thing would have point. a voice. Yeah, yeah. So, just as well. Well, yeah. yeah, I'm getting scared thinking about it, so... In that case, it's time for us to score the film. Uh, and Anna, you get to go first because it was your first time watching The Addams Family from 1991. What score would you give it out of ten? Can I give it just mentally one more point than I will be giving Adam's family values sure just imagine that score and then add one more to it yeah i'm sure this is better um no i think for what it is which is just a fantastic portrayal of a great bunch of character relationships glued together lightly with a plot i think it's like an 8.5 highly enjoyable um definitely rewatchable and memorable memorable and you get a good feeling at the end of it and mm. i'm into that these days <laughs> yeah no absolutely that's fair uh david as this was also your first time watching it perhaps uh what score would you give it uh, out of 10 uh the 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 nostalgia i feel for he's reminiscing so much uh the vague horny vibe of the two main characters that i totally remember as a child crystal clear um uh yeah this is this is this is fun this is a good film um yeah. a, a 0.5 seems a bit like <laughs> it's so difficult to score things out of 10 you know mm. um like i'm gonna go with 
can't decide between seven or eight. Um, let's just go with eight. It's very, it's very I, funny. Yeah. Um, like I laughed out loud quite a lot, uh, mm. more than many comedies that I watch. Um, and I do quite like Christopher Lloyd. Uh, he was a staple actor in my childhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I watched Back to the Future a lot. And also, to a lesser extent, Adam's Family Values. Yes. <laughs> and perhaps to an even lesser, lesser extent, The Adam's Family. That's allegedly. <clears throat> Your yes. Honor, I cannot prove anything. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, for me, it's, it's a really fun film. Uh, it's fun. It's lovely. It is creepy and kooky and a little bit spooky. But it, I think it... Yeah, it's... It's just a damn good film. It's just a, for what it is, uh, you know, bringing a 60s family show to life in a in a modern way. Uh, I think they've done a really good job. It's really great casting. It's tremendously good fun. Um, so I'm going to give it a seven and a half extramarital affairs out of ten. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, it's it's fun. It's lovely. It's nice. It's cool. It's what neat. a set. Mm. What uh, What music. Yeah. What atmosphere? Yeah. Can you ask for more? Uh, yeah. I mean, we could ask for more. More film. Uh, a whole well, apparently second. Apparently, you can ask for a second one. A whole that's second apparently film. better than this. Yeah. Has, well, more has, memorable, yeah, let's so. say. <laughs> no judgment call there. Just, just an observation. Yes. I mean, there are two other films as well. Not with this cast. This is the the two more recent. Adam's yeah, there was movie. the animated one. Yeah, the, I I didn't realize until I looked in Wikipedia that they'd made two of them. Um, oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, okay. There are four feature length Adams Family movies. Okay. Um, and so there's a, a second there's Adams a, Family there, animated. There's a second second Adams Family. Wow. Um, is it is it that every time you make two Adams Family films, only one is remembered? Is <laughs> only that... one is remembered. That's that's this is the curse. That's the curse. We yeah. need a trilogy um, to try and break it. Uh, no, wait, what? There is... Uh, I have told you a little bit of a lie. Oh, boy. Um, Not the first time tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that David has lied about what he's seen and known. You say... A worrying pattern. we had to have a a trilogy to break it. Yeah. Uh, wait, where is this? Because it just showed up on... It's not on. It's not on this like list of films on Wikipedia. Knowledge of these but I saw films like I, 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 I. Oh, okay, even. okay. Yep, yep. I see. It's in a, it's different <laughs> different subcategory on this list. So the films, Adams Family, nineteen ninety one. Adams Family Values, nineteen ninety three. Then we have the Adams Family, uh, the animated one in twenty nineteen. Adams Family two in twenty twenty one. Uh, and then we scroll down all the way to the bottom past all the TV series, and we get direct to video. Adam's Family Reunion, 1998. Right. Brackets by Cyber Group Studios, whoever that is. Um, did, it has Tim Curry in it. Oh. Oh. Well, it must be good. Wow. Tim Curry as Gomez. Oh. You don't like that? What do you mean, oh? Well, no, it's just that Raul Julia had only just... I feel like he'd only just mm. died. But yeah, but but on the plus side, Caramia. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well we we'll have to pull that one out uh, in, yeah. in the future. David, what? have you seen that one? And I'm going to say. Think about it. No, but think about it. Yes, Take a moment. it's my favorite. Now I realize it's <laughs> now my favorite remember. film That's ever. Oh, Tim Curry. Oh, Tim Curry. Only Christopher Hart's hand. Um, is the one that reprises the role from the previous two. <laughs> only his hand. So, so Thing was the only one that Thing, came in. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Cousin It. But for diehard fans, that was the seal yeah. of approval they needed. He played it with his with his other hand, though. He switched from his left to his right. That was... <laughs> Well, um, David and Anna, it's been a real pleasure watching The Addams Family with you. Uh, thank you so much for being on this episode. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, yeah. And thank you for having me over at your lovely house. It's it's nice and it's new and it's oh so, oh so wonderfully air-conditioned. Oh, so oh, excitingly. You. I think it has enough skulls in it at the moment to yes. appropriately watch The Addams Family. I see so. at least three, so... At least. At least. Not including our own, obviously. Yes. Oh, actually, yeah. There's a lot of skulls in here. <laughs> They're always with us. Technically, most houses have skulls in when you put it that way. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for you There's listening at home... Hundreds of bones. Yeah, with your skull. Uh, thank you so much <laughs> for listening in. 
Um, we have a Patreon. Uh, if you want to be an extra special skull, uh, you can uh, send me money. Uh, <laughs> just go to patreon.com forward slash CCUC podcast. And for as little as a dollar a month, you can get bonus features and goodies. Uh, there is also a Facebook page. Uh, you can just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club there, get news and updates. And you can subscribe so that your skull gets a new episode each and every week. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud. Uh, maybe listen to them on your Skull Candy headphones for all you Skull fans out hashtag there. Hashtag not sponsored? No, ha- hashtag uh, Skull Life. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Look, uh, if you just say enough brands hmm. for long enough and then tweet at them, you never know. You might actually get someone sending you something. I'm just trying fun. to corner the everybody has a skull market, which I didn't realise was, yeah. That's a, good point. was a e- thing. Everybody does have a skull. Mm. Uh, it unites us all. It does. Um, except for the headless chickens. True. Yeah. But they tend not to be part of our listening demographic anyway. So It's pretty short term. Yeah, they're, they're running around. They're too busy to I mean, technically, to technically those chickens don't have bodies, is how I would choose oh. to look at it. Oh. Mm. And on that moral quandary, (laughs) until next time, goodbye. You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.